You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. Those guys are on from 5.30 to 10 on 6.70 The Score. Of course, your radio home for Cubs baseball. As always, I'm here with my buddy Crowley. We just had a great interview with Max Toma, voice of the South Bend Cubs. And Crowley, now it's time to turn the page as the Cubs and Nationals start another series. They just played before the Reds at Wrigley. Now this set of three out at the nation's capital. Yeah, it should be interesting. You know, game one, we have, it's going to be a 6.05 start. I like the 6.05 starts, Dustin. I know you do as well. Me too. Yep. 2.30 <laughs> wake-up call. I love, I love me a 6.05 start. Not going to complain about it. And, and, and it's interesting because as we were taking a look here, these teams, like you just said, played each other recently. And the Cubs did pretty well taking two or three, for, was it two or three from the Nationals? So, uh, I would say that it's going to be an interesting series again in the fact that this isn't a very difficult matchup for the Cubs. So let's see what they do. Uh, you have Marcus Stroman on the mound, 3-5 and five with a 420 ERA, 74 Ks, taking on Josiah Gray, 7-8, 421 ERA with 127 Ks. When we talk about Stroman, uh, last start wasn't the world's greatest uh, if you remember, he kind of got touched up a little bit, and it just uh, it just wasn't the best of starts, and we were kind of used to him really doing well. And that was versus Washington. So five innings pitched, he gave up five hits and four runs with two walks. So before that, he was really he had really been kind of pretty lights out, um, but this just wasn't the greatest start for Marcus. So hope for to see him rebound right back. Yeah, you definitely want to see him rebound, um, and I keep like seeing him go to the mound. Um, he's a competitor. There's no doubt about that. He's going to try to do his best. But yeah, last start out was not was not his best. And this is a series, Crowley. In, in the first segment of the podcast, we keep talking about it. So the bats had come to life a little bit. There were more men on base in the series against the Reds, but the dreaded RISP runners in scoring position is still something that the Cubs are doing terrible at. So I'm hoping in this series, we can keep getting men on base and the Cubs can start driving some of these guys in. And when you talk about the two games in Cincinnati, they, they hit three home runs in both games. One, they won one, they lost. So right. uh, hopefully they, they can keep that up. But this first matchup, I, I saw this kid pitch. I think he pitched on, it was the Wednesday before the Field of Dreams game. That was on 8-10. Went 6.2 innings, gave up seven hits, two earned runs. But he had the Cubs off balance most of the game, Josiah Gray. So, um, it, it, you know, it's it, when you, whenever you have these games that are so close, I remember there was a series, Arizona, that was kind of the same, where it's like they played Arizona in Arizona, and then they played them right away afterwards at Wrigley. There's a little bit more familiarity with the two teams, so – you know, does Gray dominate like he did last time, or, or do the Cubs have a better idea of what they're getting, so to speak? You know what I mean? Right. Well, just one, just one more reason to tune in tonight. You know, that's another reason why you want to watch that game. Yeah, and so I'm just kind of in one of those mindsets that, as as a Cub fan, I take a look and I say to myself, okay, what adjustments are the team going to make against him, uh, just to see if there's any difference. Right, so right. game two has Justin Steele versus Patrick Corbin. It is shocking that Corbin's still on the team. Remember that the Cubs tried uh, mightily 
to, or not the Cubs, the Nationals tried mightily to trade that contract. Patrick yeah, Corbin they were to went put that in the in the deal with uh, in in their in their blockbuster, right? With Juan Soto, they were trying to you know kind of oh yeah, and by the way, will you take a little Patrick Corbin action for us? Right, and so one of the things that threw that up right there, that threw that off a little bit, was the fact that uh, the first baseman Eric Hosmer was talking. Uh, he he vetoed the trade to Washington, and that kind of threw some things off a little bit. So that would let that allowed. Uh, that's the reason we're going to see Patrick Corbin tonight. He has been absolutely horrific this season. And boy, you know, it was Washington really trying to get that money off the books. So steals four and seven with the 363 ERA 106 Ks, where Patrick Corbin is four and 16 with a 702 ERA, 702 with 102 Ks. So I am, I am, I'm sitting here watching this saying to myself, oh man, this is where, you know, the, you know, you have to talk about that situation and say to yourself, you have to be able to get run, runs against Patrick Corbin. No yeah, doubt about game, it. And I went to, game to get healthy. Good game for the offense to get healthy, Crowley. And so I went to beat the streak, and I definitely picked some Cubs to get some hits. I doubled down against Patrick Corbin because if you can't hit this guy, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, he's just awful. The last game he pitched was against Philadelphia on 8-6. He went .2 innings. He gave up five hits and six runs before his manager threw in the towel. So th this guy is, you know, he gives you innings. That's about all he does. Other than that, he doesn't give you much. Uh, the, you know, a lot of the Cubs haven't seen him a lot. Franmil Reyes has six at-bats and bats 500. So anyone that has seen him, Wilson's only hitting 200 against him. So we'll see. Um, Justin Steele, all these guys really only had one start against him. And, you know, so it's just too hard to kind of get some numbers. Cesar Hernandez had three at bats and got two hits off him other than that, you know, and Trey, uh, Trez Barrera had uh, two at bats and got one hit. So nothing big there, but Patrick Corbin, you got to get a win there. Yep. Absolutely. That, that, that's one for sure. We'll get into the prediction on this series in a minute. That takes us now Crowley to game three in afternoon, 1205 local time first pitch. So about an 1135 AM pregame. And then we got Drew Smiley throwing for the Northsiders. Look good last time out versus Corey Abbott. Drew Smiley at five and six with a three sixty-nine ERA and sixty-one Ks, while Corey Abbott is zero and two with a five ninety-four ERA and sixteen Ks. The Cubs, nobody has an at bat against Corey Abbott. With Drew Smiley, uh, not really too much. The main one is Nelson Cruz has nineteen at bats, but he hits two eleven in them. But Justin Steele, very similar to Keegan Thompson, a guy that's really. Uh, you're watching to see how he looks as far as how much gas is left in the tank. Justin Steele has really, really, really done well this whole season. And, you know, just looking here, last time out versus Washington, six-inning pitch, eight hits, two earned runs only. So a pretty good start for him there. So hopefully he can keep going and, and do a little bit better than Keegan did in the last series. Yeah, but you're right. They're, they're definitely going to be a pitch limit for sure on Justin Steele in game two. No Absolutely. Doubt no yep. doubt about it. But a guy who will not have a pitch limit is Drew Smiley in game three, Crowley. I think, no, they'll, run him into, I think they'll run him into the ground if they need to. And he was great in the Field of Dreams game. Yeah, and, and just hopefully he kind of keeps doing that. Just, just timing didn't work out in the Cubs' favor this year with both Miley and Smiley. You know what I mean? Is that if, if, if Smiley was throwing like this, 
a month earlier, we would he wouldn't be on the team and we would have had some prospects for him. Yep, absolutely. And you bring up uh, Miley. I read earlier today that Miley tomorrow on Tuesday is going to make a rehab start. Yeah, and AAA. So we'll we'll see what happens at this point. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going to happen if they're going to keep well, just him or somebody cut him to, just somebody to eat some innings, just, just somebody where maybe you have um, Stroman and maybe a, I'm sorry, maybe you have Justin Steele as an opener, right? Moving forward, per, perhaps to get him used to getting up and going through the process. Maybe the same thing with Keegan and then maybe somebody like that comes in from behind. Same thing with lighter, maybe. Yep. So it, it should be exciting. So there's really I'm going to go out on a limb here, Dustin, here. And I'm, I'm going to say, the, I'm not going to say sweep. I know that's what you're thinking. I'm going to say Cubs take two of three. I'm a little just, like I said, I'm a little nervous with that Josiah Gray. He pitched really well last time and I saw his stuff and whether he can duplicate it, I don't know, but I think two for three is a safe bet here. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it, buddy. Um, I like the lineup tonight on Monday night for, uh, the Cubs, I, I look for Stroman, who's probably faced the Nationals several times from his day as a Met. I'm gonna I'm gonna push all the chips in the middle here, Crowley. I'm gonna go for the I'm gonna go for the old sweeperoo. All right, flying the W three times. I like it, and I think I know why you're in a positive mood. It's because the Cubs got some good news regarding number one prospect Brennan Davis. Absolutely. I read today that he is going to be back in the lineup sooner rather than later, which means he may have a really good shot to break camp and be a big leaguer at Wrigley Field next year. Maybe I'm being a little over my skis there, but I think the possibility exists depending on what the Cubs do in free agency. So the Cubs have a lot of things that are always going on. We, we've talked about single A, you know, the low A, high A. We've had everybody on double and triple. But there's also the rookie league that the Cubs have, the Arizona Complex League, which is rookie ball. And a lot of times there, there's just kids that are working out there. And, and so, you know, when, when, when a guy's coming off a long-term injury like that, they're not going to just drop him right back into, say, AAA. So they're going to work him back here. And so, you know, he had that issue with the nerves in his back. So he underwent some back surgery this year, which obviously is, is scary but, you know, it was weird. It was it was watching Brennan Davis struggle in AAA was tough. And you knew something had to be wrong. And, and, and luckily they found it. And let's be honest, the Cubs, I mean, I don't know. I think they're going to get a starting pitcher and a shortstop next year. But if it's, it's okay if Brennan Davis doesn't break camp with the big league squad. The question is, is how he looks against AAA pitching. So the reason he's going to the Arizona Complex League, the Rookie Ball League, is to get his mechanics, his timing, to work his way back into things. It's one of those things that's very similar to, say, like, you know, when you're talking about spring training where, like, you could just have a guy take it a bat and then, like, he can, like, not play the field and then come back and take a bat. You can just do a lot of things and just get this guy right. And that's what the Cubs really want to do is make sure that his mechanics are in good shape and and – Hopefully, like I said, if he has a good spring training, it might be one of those situations similar to Chris Bryant where he comes up, you know, maybe very early in the season. Really quick, Crowley, before we wrap up season one, episode 24, and we're talking 
next season already. We're always talking about next season. Tom Ricketts released this statement to ESPN. I want to get your opinion on it. We didn't have time last week as we were talking about the Field of Dreams game. Quote from Ricketts, I'll be the first to acknowledge this is not the type of baseball Cubs fans deserve. He went on to say to be very, they plan to be very active, very active in free agency this offseason. Your reaction to those comments from Tom Ricketts, who you, you saw at the Field of Dreams game. I actually talked to him about this very statement. I said, you know, Tom, I said it was good that you made that statement. Fans need to hear it, and, you know, hopefully you guys back it up. That's what we want to see. Um, so with the shortstop class, I, if the Cubs do not get a shortstop during the free agent signings, I will be shocked. I will now, again, I was shocked that Wilson Contreras is still a Cub, but this is basically nothing more than money. You control that. You know what I mean? So right. it's, you have a free agent class of shortstops that looks fantastic right now. You, you have Carlos Correa, you have uh, Xander Bogart, uh, Xavier Bogarts, and uh, you have uh, Dansby Swanson, who's kind of the one that seems to be picking up the most steam as far as connecting with the Cubs. So, you know, a guy that really elevates the ball and, and plays a great shortstop. And, and, and it's just really one of the most important defensive uh, positions on the field. And, and you and I have talked about it ad nauseum about – there was a play the other day where there was a challenge and the Cubs didn't win the challenge. It was a, you know, it's like Nicky Magical doesn't make the play. And it's one of those things that we got so used to seeing good defense, especially with Javi, that it's it's hard when all of a sudden plays that we're used to, accustomed to seeing get made are not being made. And so I, I'm just kind of at the point where I think that a shortstop is needed and a starting pitcher, no doubt. Now, that being said, just so you know, and I know this is as you worried, in the last seven days, Nicky Magical has a 545 batting average. Well, maybe one of those shortstops, Crowley, that you talked about there, and maybe we'll save this as a little tease for episode number 25, assuming it doesn't go off in a hitch as I go out to Vegas, is that maybe one of those shortstops you talked about, maybe eventually he could play shortstop, but maybe next year he plays third base for the Cubs. Absolutely. There, it's it, again. You're not going to have the when you have guys that are that good defensively. You you don't worry about it. You know the the most famous example is uh, when the Yankees had Jeter at short and they moved Alex Rodriguez to third. I mean, they're great defense. They're great athletes. They can play third. It's not a big deal. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm definitely interested to see what happens. I was glad to hear Tom Ricketts talk about this because the, it's it, you know. Got two guys in the offseason this last year with uh, Seiya Suzuki being one of them, who's kind of in one of those cold periods right now. He's hitting 190 in the last seven games. Uh, and Marcus Stroman. So you picked up two pieces. I think, in, again, a shortstop and a starting pitcher would really uh, do wonders for this team. Absolutely. Well, I'm willing to give Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins a little bit of slack. I'm willing to see what happens this offseason, but uh, if it goes the same way this past year goes, then this uh, this podcast might go a little bit blue. Crowley, that's a wrap. This was Season 1, Episode 24. We called it The Bats Come Alive, at least against the Reds. We hope they will do it against the Nationals. You're calling for two out of three against the Nationals. I'm calling for a sweep. Crowley, always great to talk to you. We'll talk later this week. 
Yes, and good talking to you, Dustin. And just make sure to follow us, subscribe to the podcast, however you listen to them. Make sure that you follow our socials at Instagram and Twitter, Fly the W670, on Facebook at Fly the W, and our Gmail account, flythew670 at gmail.com.